Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now today's slightly different because I'm starting off, I'm at a garden show in Bewley, Hampshire. It's Gardener's World Spring Fair. And I'm joined this week by... Lee Connolly, the Skinny Jean Gardener. Hello, listener. How are you doing? The regular on this podcast. The co-host. The co-host today. Now, we are at Spring Fair, which is the second time I've come to the Spring Fair. It's also the second year it's ran. We are sat currently in a beautiful Victorian kitchen garden that is Bewley. And I'm just looking around this area. We've got four dedicated fruit and vegetable growing areas. Lots of globe artichokes and onions and broad beans going. What's your impression of this place, Lee? I love these sort of gardens, mate. All beautiful space in it. My favourite part is obviously the. Is it called a greenhouse? It's called a glass house. Glass house. Glass house. Yeah, yes. glass house with all the chilies and tomatoes and peppers going on in there. Love yes. it. That, that glass house, I think, is called the Q style, where it's got a little porch at the front leading to the main greenhouse. The dream, as I call beautiful, it. Beautiful. Beautiful. One of the things I realised from these gardens is how much work it takes not to, and you mentioned earlier, not to let weeds pop up out of the soil. Like Everything seems like really straight-lined and a little bit further on than my garden is, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're sat in probably the south-west corner and I can see they've sown a line of beetroot, which has been sown in situ. And I said to you, as soon as I saw it, I wish I could do that in my garden, but I know if I do that, the weeds would just outgrow the... Uh, uh, the the weeds would just outgrow the plants, which is annoying. But the amount of work that must go in, into maintaining—I mean, this is probably about an acre in this area alone. Mm. The amount of work that just goes into maintaining this—it makes me very jealous. And I would love a garden like this. This is daily work, though. This is a little bit like you can't come to these sort of gardens and think that you can do this at home because this is like all day, every day. It's, it's the dream or the aim to have this at home. I mean, in some ways, if you think about it, my garden at home now has four beds, which I could replicate this sort of thing with. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, it's just very on similar. a much smaller scale. Much. <laughs> much smaller scale. Now, talking of my garden at home, I think it's only right that we carry on with the actual gardening that I do, either in my allotment or my garden. Today is the 1st of May 2022. It's a Sunday and I'm down on the allotment. Now I have had this week off work and I have been popping down the allotment just to do a bit of weeding and a bit of watering because it has been pretty dry. But other than that I haven't done much down here at all. We had a good time on it last Saturday as no doubt you know. But I've been off work all week and I made a promise that I would spend a bit of time with my wife. And I do think that is always very, very important to make time for your other half when uh, we're needed. But today I've came down the allotment. The, I've done a bit more weeding and tidying up. But one of the most important tasks I've done today, really pleased with myself for this, is I've got Granddad's Greenhouse back together. Last week I learned how to cut glass and I've, I had to order some clips which arrived on Thursday and with the arrival of the clips I could get all the missing panels into place and it is now all together. All I've got to do now 
a bit of tidying in the inside but get all our plants down here and get those planted up and ready to go not going to take long at all and i'm really pleased with having the uh, greenhouse back up together i can't wait to get some tomatoes in there really nice fresh tomato plants which will just do fantastic in there so exciting absolutely exciting now i have also been harvesting a few items harvested some asparagus and some rhubarb but also i've noticed my overwintering onion a few of those are starting to scent up the flower spike now that's not a good sign it means they're under stress with how dry it's been i'm not surprised and this can be i've discovered the downside of overwintering onions they do have a tendency to start to bolt but what I tend to do, that flower spike, I just snap that off and I'll use that like spring onions when we get home, make an omelette or something with these. And it is delicious, very, very tasty and useful. Basically, it means that nothing gets wasted and I get an extra food source. Now, when it comes to harvesting these onions, the ones that are part of the flower spike will need eating first. Otherwise, they don't tend to store as well. But overwintering onions are not great for storing anyway i've discovered as well in recent years the good thing is the uh, spring planted onions they will be better for storage and they're still quite young at the moment they are putting up some green shoots but they're not doing much but they will will eventually take over and be better than the overwintering onions from what i've learned in recent years on that note, I've also noticed my potatoes. Now, my first early potatoes have started showing and are off to a really good start. Second earlies are through. The main crops, not so much just yet. But in the four tubs with four different composts of potatoes we have in there, which is a bit of an experiment. So three of those, I can start to see the green tips in. The B&Q, which I would say the tips are looking the best out of a lot. The Asda one, the green tips are starting to show. They're probably the worst out of these three. And finally, the New Horizon, which they're a bit young, but they are starting to show. However, there's a fourth one, the Wicks, and they're not showing anything at the moment. So that, I find that to be a bit of an interesting start that at the moment the uh, B&Q one is definitely doing better out of all four of them. But of course, we're not going to know until we harvest just how well they are all doing. Now, I've also been um, working on the hugel culture bed. I filled that up with a lot of wood and twigs and things, and I've just covered that over with cardboard and humped in a load of compost to give that a real good covering. What that means now is that that bed is ready to go and I can start planting it up. This is destined for brassicas, but I'm a bit worried that what's going to happen is that as the, the wood rots down, it's all going to uh, collapse in on itself. This is part of the reason why we're experimenting with culture this year. So... Uh, this is a thought that's came into my head, but we'll see what happens throughout the season, of course. I do hear good things about culture, and it may be that uh, I can get hold of enough wood, or the correct wood, to do this with. So it's going to be exciting to see just what happens with this. Right, well, let's get back to see how our day was going at Gardner's World Spring Fair. Lee, Amanda, myself and Roxy are in the showground at the moment. We're going to have a wander around some of the show gardens and see what we got here, see what we like, and have a look at a few stalls as well. Um, Amanda, are you having a good day so far? I'm having a really good day, thank you. Lee, you enjoying yourself? Absolutely fan-dabby-tastic. 
Fantastic. So let's go have a look at some of these show gardens. Now this first one that we've got here, very tropical looking, isn't it? Got some cannas and some bananas, so some uh, deep ferns. It is called the Victorian Garden Folly, and I can see that actually. The, the sort of moss on the ground, it does look very much like a, what you expect to see in a Victorian Garden Folly. So it certainly would. I'm, ne- I'm totally honest with you, I've never seen a Victorian Garden Folly, so I wouldn't actually know, but I'll take your word for it. I had a feeling you were going to say that. This one I quite like the look of actually, because it's got a bit of vegetable in it. It's called Patrick's Patch. It's got two scarecrows, um, Rosal Gummidge and Aunt Sally, which, I mean, most people know who Rosal Gummidge is from the, uh, the TV show. They're quite a good likeness, I've got to say. But what I also like about this one, it's got a collection of strawberries and lettuce and vegetables and herbs around the bottom, which... For me, just going to show that vegetables can be used in the show garden, especially at this time of year when, like, this is just one example of the vegetables that are grown um, quite early on, which I think is quite good. Yeah. Let's carry on and have What's a look. Sorry, sorry, there's a little pond which I've just noticed there, like a, which I thought was quite good. And tiny little pond, isn't there? Almost like your washing bowl pond. It's, I was trying oh, to know. Oh, it's a dustbin That's lid. A dustbin lid. It's an upturned dustbin lid to make a pond. What a great idea! What a great idea. Don't you think, Amanda? I think it's brilliant. It's just a shame we can't do that because we always lose our dustbin lids. Uh, yeah, also the chickens tend to uh, scrape up a lot of the soil into the pond, so we definitely can't do that. Um, right, let's have a look at this next show garden. So that was May Day Morning in Patrick's Patch. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, it's a, nice, that's a fun one. That's it? a fun one. Elementary. My dear Watson. So this is probably something to do with Sherlock Holmes. I've read all the Sherlock Holmes books. So it's this one. Border is inspired by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Indeed. Uh, he and his family once resided in Hindhead. Now, I don't know if you've read any of the Sherlock Holmes books. I've watched films. Are you the, are you the designer? Yeah, I am, yes. Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us... Um, um, well, yes. Um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle lived in Hindhead from 1897 to 1907, and he moved there because his wife had TB and he wanted to take the air. So he had a house built, which was called Undershaw, which means Grove of the Hanging Trees, so that's why that one's there. And the border is really a representation of mystery with the dark plants, and the bright plants are the ones for, for the ideas to solve the crime. Fantastic, very clever, very clever, thank you. Right, go have a look at some more. Now this garden I actually had a look at earlier, and it's one that I've uh, visited when I'm in Alton. It's a, what's the word I would call it? It's It's a local sewing, sharing, supporting local food enterprise. Elfie, as you call it. Would you like to... Oh, who are I'm, you? I'm the Veg Grower Podcast. Oh, OK. Veg <laughs> Grower Podcast. Hello. Hello, hello. This is Alfie, which is the Alton, Alton Local Food Initiative. And in a nutshell, we take unused, derelict parts of town and make them into a garden. And then when we get a harvest, we put it in baskets outside and then people can just take it. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Now I, I have visited one of your gardens, so I know it and I've seen it, and yeah. it's always something that fascinates me. But I didn't know the actual story behind it. Yeah. So, in the future, I'm going to have to come up and actually you record are. a proper podcast up there and find more about it. Yep. Lovely. No problem. Thank you. Have you got yeah. a website? Yes, yes, we have. Yeah. What is it called? Alfie. 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 A L F I. Yeah, you you might have to scroll down because there's an amazing amount of Alfies. Right. Yeah. Just A L F I. You'd think that would be the only one, really. You should have an E on the end, shouldn't it? Yeah, but yeah. keep going, you'll be fine. Keep going. Well, if, actually, if you put in Alfie Alton, it'll come. Alfie Alton, yeah. easy way to find it. Right. I will look that up and be in touch. Yeah, yeah lovely, lovely. Right. So yes, on your show, going about just describe for the audience what I'm seeing. Oh right. <laughs> so, so in the actual garden that they're showing off here, we've got wooden sleepers, uh, too high, so it's quite a deep bed interburst inside the bed it's about a meter wide and five meters long uh, strawberries there's a honeyberry blueberries uh, a lot of herbs good selection of herbs there's some woodland sorrel everyone knows i like sorrel uh, good amount of claytonia chamomile good king henry broad beans carrots a lot going on in this small area a lot going on in this small area let's go find the next garden what do you think, Lee? I think it's a really good uh, in- initiative, mate. There's a lot of them going around. I've got one of them in Colchester Way where um, there's some people doing that. And I think it's fabulous that people are taking it in their own hands to recreate areas and to make them useful. I think growing, well, everybody knows, I think growing food is so important, especially with this cost of living crisis at the moment. These little enterprises just make it all the more demonstrating what we can do in these small spaces. So let's move on to, uh, what have we got? Hope Street, is that the, the name of it? This looks like an interesting one. I can't see if that is actually the, uh, I think it is. the name of the garden, but it looks like there's a lot going on. I can see, so again, wooden planters, and there's several of them in this five by 10, five meters by 10 area. Yeah. Wooden stone in the center using rail sleepers again various heights but some of them I can see you've got like a herb bed full of rosemary thyme and underplanted some gooseberry bushes good idea that actually I could do that in my front garden you're making the use of the space there aren't you it's yeah really I could do something like that in my front garden it's another raised plant so again there's a few herbs some thyme and rosemary but it looks like some squash plants and tomato plants and bean plants quite a surprising amount of um grow your own going on the uh, gardens this year it's good to see there's a lot more of it going on but i like i like that i could incorporate some of that in our home plots quite easily mm. amanda's looking at me as if to say what are you planning sorry i got sidetracked due to the dog so i missed most of that conversation so these gardens here they've got i could pop some of these in the front garden with all the herbs and the gooseberry bushes that will go very well excellent Along with a driveway. Now, talking about vegetable gardens, this has been my favourite one. That obviously, National Vegetable Society have made this one. It is a pure vegetable garden, and I would also say this is what you would standardly imagine as a vegetable garden. Again, railway sleepers, probably ten by five or ten by ten, um, ten metres. That is. 
a bit difficult to work it out on the fly but we've got rows of cabbages kale um, broad beans chard carrots all in very neat tidy roses celery all labeled up this nice sort of brick path running down the the middle it, it looks really pretty again doesn't it this is something you'd imagine but the only the only thing i'd say about this is this is something you'd imagine in summer right like this everything seems to be so far ahead of yeah. what we should be at right now it's definitely very much forced upon i mean down the back you can see that excuse me down the back I can see that there's some runner beans that are about six foot tall which uh, you couldn't get runner beans that tall normally at this time of year do you think they should be uh, I think it's amazing what they've done do you think they uh, gardeners have a responsibility to maybe put a lot of warning sign and saying we are well ahead of time like this is what you're looking at in the future like because to the untrained eye you might think oh my gun should look like this right now I think you've got hit on a very good point there, and it's something we often debate, actually, isn't it? And a lot of people do get pull off when they see magazines or TV shows without realising that they are made for the TV show. You know, a lot of this stuff is being forced on in probably in heated greenhouses to get it to look incredibly good. I mean, all the plants look very healthy, nice and lush. They really do. But, again, it's not a weed in sight because it's all brought in for the show garden it's all pure beautiful hopefully peat free compost yeah. I would imagine it is peat free this day and age well I think that is all the show gardens we've looked at now there is a few stalls that we had a wander around earlier what stalls did you particularly like Lee? I liked um, them boots you know the, the lightweight boots I think about them in the winter not quite in the summer for me but in the winter I'll probably buy some of them obviously veggie pod are good um, a lot of plant stalls I'm not in the yeah. in the mood for plants today, but yeah, a plant show. But there's a lot. If you're looking for plants, plenty of them to go to get you started off. Yeah, um, yeah and you know the talks area has been good as well. It's, it's for let's say a small, smaller than usual festival. Like it's not like as big as the NEC one, but for a smaller one, there's quite a few little areas where they're doing talks. It's quite nice. Yeah, we we watched Adam Frost on stage. Uh, very good lot lot that we uh, have learned about him personally it was very intimate i felt watching adam frost on stage yeah um that was good uh lucy and soul from another podcast who are wandering around doing tours we haven't had a chance to talk to them yet but we'll see if that happens they're ignoring us <laughs> they're, ignoring they're us. not really they're not really we inspired them to, to start their podcast so yeah, sure. but um they're here Matt big c you were chatting to as well He's here. Yep. So there's a lot going on on the stages that I always feel the talks are where the money that you pay to come to these events. Mm. That's what you get from it. I think it's well worth it to uh, to come to and visit. Yeah. Also kicks off the season. Like what are we in? We're just about to touch May, aren't we? So it's um, you know it's the first proper garden festival of the year, I think, yeah. and it's a, it's a good one. I think it's a no wonder they did it for a second year because you know it's a class act. Yeah. Well, I think with that... Oh, sorry. I just want to add that also you can go to the car museum, which is brilliant. <laughs> yes, there's a car museum here. Obviously, Bewley, well known for the National Car Museum. But uh, I, I I think we're thoroughly enjoying ourselves today. It's been good. But with that, I think we should get back to the gardening. 
Today is Monday the 2nd of May 2022. Big day today because it was the end of lockdown. This has been the chickens being locked up in their coop for the last I don't know how many months. Seems to have gone on forever and ever but that ended today. The government have finally given us permission to let our chickens free range and have their freedom. Now, we, we plan to get our chickens a bigger coop in case this sort of thing happens again. And I'm sure it will happen again. But we can't quite afford that just at the moment. So what we've done, we've got some wire mesh and I've popped that around the chicken run as a way to prevent Roxy getting my chickens, but also give the chickens a bit more of an area. And I opened them up this morning and off they went. They were exploring their new area and having a lot of fun out there. So it was good to see them out and about and enjoying themselves. Now, while that was going on, because I did keep an eye on them at the same time, I repaired my veggie pod. As you know, in the storm we had a couple of months back, the tea piece broke and I finally managed to get hold of a, a new tea piece. So I took the cover off repaired the frame with this new t-piece and while the cover was off i stuck it in a wash to give it a bit of a cleanup now after four years of this cover being on the veggie pot it started to go a little bit green it's not surprising really you know it is outside for quite a long time but uh now that's gone through the wash i've didn't quite come up as well as i'd hoped so i'm just soaking it outside uh in a chemical cleaner on the hope that that will get it cleaning a little bit better this is an organic chemical cleaner so nothing too harsh we'll see how it is tomorrow when i put it back on then what i did with the veggie pod was just top up with some fresh compost give it a new layer of compost and that should now be good to go once i put the cover back on and i'm really excited to get my veggie pod back up and working in fact might look at moving it soon after that, I went into the greenhouse and I've planted some tomatoes into the bed, which is great because that get those growing. They, they're quite young at the moment, but they will soon grow. I've got no doubt about that. And then I've been sowing a few more seeds. Now, I've been sowing these in root trainers because now I feel we can pop the root trainers in the greenhouse for them to start off before they get out into the garden. And the seeds I've been sowing, I've sown some French and runner beans, just because I like doing those in root trainers. I find they grow better. Then I've done some squashes, some courgettes, some marrow and some butternut squashes, all of which are destined to go in various areas in our garden and allotment, but also should help provide us with some good food over the summer and into the autumn months as well. And something like butternut squash, which can be stored for quite a while. So yes, it's been a productive day at this beautiful bank holiday day i'm really enjoying having an extra day off work today but it's back to work tomorrow unfortunately so i feel like i've achieved what i've wanted to achieve in the garden over this last week so i'm happy i'm happy right let's go see what's happening back at Bewley. well lee and i are just ending the day on the monte rail getting a overhead view of the gardens lee have you enjoyed yourself today yeah, it's been awesome, man. Like, I've had such a good day. It's good to go to a garden show where there's so much more like to see and, and do. I love it. Oh, I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Obviously, by the time this podcast comes out, this show will be over. But I'm sure it will be going on in 2023. So if you are looking to go, go check that out. 
Now, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast, everybody. So I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, then please do give us a like on the social media or subscribe or whatever the social media will be. If you would be good enough to leave me a review on your podcast app, that would be also great. And if you ever really found this of value, then perhaps consider becoming a member of my supporters club. Details of that on the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk. So it's us. We will be back next time. So until then, please take care. Thank you.